What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Uh, the first day of February. Wow. January's already over. What craziness is going to happen this month? Hopefully nothing too bad. Nothing too crazy. I mean, it's it's got to it's gotta stop at some point, right? Fuck. I just, I, I just want to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to happen anytime soon. Whatever. Fuck it. Tonight, whew, I've got a, a great, 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 great episode for you. Um, the inspiration and the... The triumphs that this person that has over overcome to get where he's at now is so phenomenal. And we will talk about that and so much more once we get back from that intro. In, In life. life. And in there, there is, is always, always a dark, dark side. side. Whether the, the truth is something that you don't, don't want to tell, tell or something, something somebody doesn't, doesn't want you to hear. These are those stories. stories. The Black, Black Rose, Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. And welcome, everybody, to the dark side of music. I am the great and powerful king of kings, emperor of all that is awesome. Derek, how the hell are you doing today on this beautiful February 1st of the year? That is 2020 part two. Woo! Guys, I, I like I said before in the uh, in the interesting, you know, in the, in the intro there, I have got an amazing uh, person with me today that I am just... So stoked to talk to. Um, so back in 2018, this person was diagnosed with Lyme disease and quickly became too um, too disabled to play instruments anymore. And instead of giving up, they spent the next two years slowly building robots to play instruments for them. You heard me right. They spent the better part of two years building robots to play music for them. How fucking dope is that? Somebody that overcame a debilitating case of Lyme disease, which happens far too often, unfortunately, and overcame that and still is able to do what they love to do. Fuck. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and start off this episode with a song off their new album that just came out. A few weeks ago, back on January 14th, called Techno Pagan. The name of the band is Electromancy. And here is the first song we're going to go ahead and play off that album called. What did we want to play? Oh, You Cannot Live Forever. So here is the first song that we're going to play tonight off Electromancy's new album You Cannot Live Forever.
And that was You Cannot Live Forever by Electromancy off their album Technopagan. Holy fuck did that fucking rip. Oh, got my juices fucking flowing. Let's go ahead and bring them on and have a fan fucking conversation. What's up? What's going on? How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm just super happy to be here chatting with you. <laughs> Yo, um, wow. <laughs> what the absolute fuck was that? Like for reals? <laughs> Controlled chaos. Yeah, played by fucking robots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I love those robots so much. <laughs> All right, so let's just get into it here <clears throat> because there's a lot of topics I want to discuss with you today. Um, and obviously, including that, but there's also some other stuff I want to go over with you as well because there's a lot going on. Um, but first off, Obviously, music's been a passion for you for a long time. Absolutely. So prior to 2018, when you got, you know, you know, God smacked in the face um, by a fucking, you know, uh, goddamn, you know, tick. Yeah. Um, what what were you doing? What, I mean, were you in a band? Um, have you always been, you know, a musician? What was what was going on prior to that that tick bite? Yeah, absolutely. So before then, I mean, always a big metalhead, loved, you know, digging into what new music was coming out, loved all of that, and always just wanted to make music for myself. And for, for a long time, I kind of had this limiting belief, as you know, humans are one to have, of like, oh, well, I didn't start playing guitar when I was young, so I'll never be good enough to actually play music and then one day i realized that that was kind of dumb um that, yeah. that was like not didn't need to be true and so i was like you know what i can do this i like put my foot down i'm like i am going to come out with an album like this has been a dream a vision of mine for so long and i like put my foot down and was learning instruments and i made a couple tracks here and there nothing with like a, a full band i like played around with some other musicians i played around with some things, made some basic stuff and was like starting to get a feel for things and starting to get a feel of momentum and starting to feel like, you know what, like this dream of mine, like maybe I could actually do something with it. Like, you know, I, I don't need to, you know, it wasn't necessarily a dream of being the next, you know, Meshuggah or any like, you know, a huge band, but just like for me, metal is such a, part I, I would I would sometimes tell people like I, I feel like my heart bumps in double bass like it's just like I love love it and I was like it just felt I don't know important to me to some degree to like feel like you know I did the things I wanted to with my life I like to just, just put some of my own voice out in in the metal world and right as I was kind of feeling some of that momentum come was when um was when it started. It, it, we first started, thought it was carpal tunnel because it started with um, pain and numbness in my hands. Um, and I couldn't really type at a computer at all. And I couldn't play guitar. I was learning guitar and I, I couldn't play for more than honestly, like 30 seconds to a minute before like excruciating pain was going through my arms. And uh, I was obviously terrified about that, but um, Clearly, I, I didn't let that stop me. I could I could dive into that, but uh, we'll we'll go at uh, at your pace. What what questions you got? But yeah, that that's that's the background. The every that's me and my music pre twenty eighteen. Okay, so um, we're gonna kind of stick with the you know the debilitating stuff here because that's inspirational. Um, and I love to be positive. So when somebody turns a negative into a positive, I've got to uh, we've got to talk about that because, you know, 
whether it's, you know, a misdiagnosed case of Lyme disease, like, you know, unfortunately what happened with you and it just got progressively worse, or whether it's a brain tumor or whether it's, you know, cancer or whatever the case might be, shit like this happens all the time where shit is misdiagnosed and it ends up becoming worse than it could have been or should have been because of, you know, the improper diagnosis and, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, so what eventually, how long did it last before they eventually figured out that it was Lyme disease and, you know, um, what, what ended up, how they ended up, uh, you know, at least getting you back to somewhat of a functional state? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's really, it's a complicated long journey for sure. I mean, it's been a couple of years and it's still... It's definitely still one of the top things on my mind. And one of the top things I do with my time and energy is, you know, try to move towards healing. Um, yeah, it was about seven months oh, wow. between um, my hands not working and them coming to a diagnosis of Lyme disease and finally testing for that. Um, it was it was a gnarly bunch of months because it started with pain in the hands and I'm like okay like maybe this is carpal tunnel uh, I'll just like you know let a let a load off I, I I had to leave work but unfortunately I had um some like backup savings that I was like okay well I'll just you know cruise on this for a couple months and hope my hands calm down and then one day I woke up and my feet were partially numb and I was like oh this is not this is not carpal tunnel. This is something else. Uh, and months passed. I mean, it was, if I'm being real, it was, it was gnarly. I didn't know what was going on. I saw at least a dozen practitioners before someone diagnosed me with Lyme disease. Every single one was like, I know what this is, would treat me for uh, a month or two and then say, I have no idea what's going on. You need to talk to someone else. And wow. I mean, there were seriously times where I was uh, like, I, I, I made a, some of the tracks on this album are about this, about me laying in bed and being like, okay, my bot, like I am getting progressive numbness and nerve pain throughout my body, my feet, my legs, it was starting to go into my face. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I just like want to spend some time to like come to terms with the fact that like I could be slowly dying here. Um, Cause it was just, it was just progressing and kind of insanity. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that when I was in those spaces, kind of, I really touched base with the real feelings that I was like, you know what? I've lived a really great life. Like, I do feel like when I look back at my not that many, I was 29 at the time. I'm like, it's, it wasn't that many years. But when I look back at them, I was like, I'm really glad I didn't I, I did a lot of stuff. I didn't like, I didn't hold myself back too much, you know, enough to take care of myself, enough to have, you know, saved up a little savings that I could be in this state less worrisome. But I, I, I had a lot of fun and explored a lot of things. And I was like, what I want, do I want more years on this earth? Absolutely. Um, but when it come down to it, I'm really grateful for, for what I've done and where I've been. Um, and and so that was really good, pushing me through, um, holding me through those periods. And then when it was Lyme disease, I got a bunch of IV treatments, tried a bunch of other antibiotic treatments, kind of just hit my system with everything. And um, that got my hands to a little bit more of a functional state. Um, I'm definitely to this day, I mean, I've been doing all sorts of various treatments for the past couple of years and I still haven't figured it out. I mean, it goes up and down and up and down. Lyme disease is kind of crazy where some days I'll feel decently well, like maybe 75% of what I was before Lyme disease. You know, I can't, I, I, I still wouldn't be able to play guitar, so to speak, but I could maybe like, I could type on a computer for, I know this doesn't sound like a lot, but for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but you know, that's, that's huge for me. Um, and then other days, you know, it's kind of crazy. Some days it'll hit. I had a really bad day 
two weeks ago where I was making myself cereal and I had to like take breaks because I was in too much pain to make myself a bowl of freaking cereal. Wow. So it, it, it goes back and forth. And so I just really need to utilize those times when I'm feeling decently good and be as kind to myself as possible in the times when I'm feeling less than that. Sounds like your next project needs to be a cereal robot. (laughs) 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 Sorry, not to make light of the situation. (laughs) Oh my gosh, joking about it is so important. It is, it is. It's being able to laugh, it helps those feelings out. And I don't know, I just imagine if I made a cereal robot, I don't know if you've seen videos of like shitty robots online where it would just blow up the cereal everywhere. I don't know. I, I guess I just use like the, the I mean, the, the metal robots, they're metal robots. They're loud and fast and awesome. And I feel like I just end up crushing cereal powder and blowing it everywhere. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, laughing is definitely cathartic. I mean, whether we're talking about my suicide attempts or me being bipolar or, you know, building you a serial robot i mean it's one of those things that if you if you can't laugh at it you can't overcome it you know what i'm saying and um and i've noticed that over with people over the years and this isn't true of everybody you know um but i would say a good portion of it um you know the people who still dwell on it or whatever the case might be you know whatever that situation was are the ones that can't laugh about it um yeah. you know and but the moment that they do they realize that they can overcome it um and the ones that have overcome it are the usually the ones that just don't give a shit it's like whatever it's kind of funny now um you know it's like you know my uh, uh you know my grandmother who you know had a double mastectomy. She jokes all the time about her, you know, her, her breast cancer. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, just people do. Um, and it, it's definitely cathartic. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you laughed at that. The way I think about it is like when you, when you can laugh about it, it's sort of is like when you can laugh about it, you can accept it. You can accept that that's the situation and that's real. And only by being okay with where you are, can you then go beyond that. I don't know. It's like this, this weird paradox of reality where if you can't accept it, then it continues to have its hold on you. But when you can Correct. laugh about it and just, just be like, yep, that's true. What of it? It's your way of, com- it's a way, it's your way of combating the situation mm-hmm. and, and gaining control. Um, so I a hundred percent agree with you on that. It's yeah, it's definitely a, a way of controlling it. Um, so, all right. Now time for the big ask and answer here. Did you have any fucking programming, you know, knowledge prior to this? I mean, were you a computer programmer? Were you a developer? Were you anything of those things? Or did you just say, YouTube, here I come? I mean, what, where did this idea even come from to begin with? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So I do... Um, I'm lucky enough to have been able to go to university and do have uh, my degree. I do have degrees in electrical engineering and physics. <laughs> so that was helpful to some degree for sure. Um, it's kind of funny though, because my biggest complaint about university is that it teaches you how to be an academic, not actually how to do anything. Correct. And so my biggest complaint is that when I left electrical engineering undergrad, I didn't I didn't really feel like I knew how to build anything. And it took many, many years for me to actually interact with people in the real world before I felt like I could build stuff. I'd say the only thing, the main thing it really did was make me realize, was make me less afraid of electronics. Go like, okay, people get this. Maybe I don't get it, but I've at least been around the terminology and stuff enough to like not be afraid. And uh, honestly, that, that that's of course, was a really big leg up. But for me, what I think really did it is I, I, I took that degree and ended up not getting into uh, engineering per se. Instead, I ended up working as like community developers and stuff for some companies. And so I worked with the hacker blog Hackaday and was on their team 
um, not building anything because they're just a media outlet, but like talking with lots of engineers and hanging out at hacker spaces and stuff like that. And for me, where I really feel like, I feel like I learned infinitely more just like hanging out with like cool hackers in hacker spaces than I did in all of my time in university. And that's mm -hmm. really where this idea of like, whoa, I could just build something came from. Cause also university was like, when you build something at this professional level with all these resources and blah, 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 blah. And it just like, wasn't applicable to the day-to-day -day person. But then when you're hanging out in hacker spaces where there's just like some guy who's like, I found this thing and then realized that I could do this. And then like, look, now there's this robot walking around. And you're like, you just did this? Like, you're just like some guy who just did this this afternoon because because you thought it would be fun. Like that to me was so inspirational. And so when my health issues started, I was like, you know what? Like I've seen some people build some crazy stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not the smartest when it comes to engineering, but I don't think I'm an idiot. We can figure this out and literally went to went to the hacker spaces. I knew I, I learned some basics over over the years and yeah, I kind of went to some hacker spaces and threw the ideas off of some of my friends who would hang out there. And um, yeah, so early on I had I had a lot of support from individuals in the community, you know, was sort of dusting off some of this old knowledge in the back of my brain and then you know, failed a bunch of times on the way and eventually got some stuff that work and then that stuff broke and then I had to figure out how to fix it and then it broke in a new way and then I figured it brought it to my friends I'm like what's going on and then we fixed it and then now I'm I mean I've learned so much over the past couple of years my confidence on building this stuff has gone way up but it's yeah I don't know that's that's sort of the background on the electronic side the programming side I'm terrible at i mean i can you've heard me talk about typing is like one of the worst things for my hands at all like it's, yeah. it's one of the worst things for my body like uh if i like spend an afternoon typing i will be in pain for the next week like it's just gnarly for me and so my you know my, my robots are almost entirely hardware like there's only just a tiny bit of firmware not even software firmware on the microcontrollers in it and but it's like it's honestly probably like 20 to 30 lines of code, which like if you're someone listening and you know what much about coding, you're like, that's nothing. That's, that's nothing. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it's like a bicycle to a car, right? If a car is your standard program, you're like, okay, a bike, you got some gears, but like it's uh i really leaned on the hardware side because that's what's interesting to me and that's what feels real and exciting and like that's what makes me feel fulfilled is when i'm holding this crazy piece of tech that's literally bolted in the front of a guitar <laughs> um, to build stuff i'm like that that makes me feel awesome <laughs> so do you control it or is it programmed to play the songs so I made it so that it can read, all the robots can read MIDI data. So, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I literally compose all of my music in just like Ableton and plug in my robots like you would any other MIDI device, like a keyboard or anything. And Ableton just reads it like a MIDI device. And I just put put my robot guitar as the output and it and it hit play and it plays wow <laughs> that is fucking cool as hell yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah it's so fun literally all the, the the guitars the drums the mannequins that light up so you do it all me. so you would do it all separately and then do the output as those individual instruments yeah yeah okay. exactly so yeah so each of those are discrete robots so to speak right there's the guitar which is not attached in any way to the drums which is not attached in any way to the the mannequins and yeah they all just have their own separate usb that i plug into a usb strip and set all the set all the outputs Shit. <laughs> wow 
it's super cool and it's fun because it's so simple i've totally had friends um come over and just like we're hanging out and i just plug in the robot guitar and give them you know a little a you know ableton midi screen where it just loops whatever is on that midi thing and they just click what notes play and like they are like just sitting there like playing the robot guitar in real in real time just <laughs> or even you know i this doesn't work so well for me because i can't use my hands but very much but i've even had some friends like plug in just like a midi keyboard and just like play the robot guitar on, on the keyboard nice <laughs> that's really fucking cool yeah, it's super fun. One funny thing because of that, though, like this band, the things that go wrong with this band are unlike the things that go wrong with any other band in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like the little like errors or stuff we have or something. Like it's funny. There have been times where I've just been like setting stuff up and playing things and being like, this is to sounds totally wrong. What's up? And was like, oh, the the guitar is accidentally playing the drum line and the drums are accidentally playing the guitar line and they're just like I, I i don't think any band has ever had a problem where the guitarist was like playing the drum line on the guitar that's fucking oh man that's so cool so <laughs> cool all right so with all that explained let's go ahead and play another song um from you here uh why don't you go ahead and uh, lead me into this one Okay, okay, so this one is, actually I have a, a quick choice. We've got two two tracks geared up, right? We've got Glass Hole and uh, My, my Body's, body's failing. failing Me, yeah. One of them is super fun and upbeat, and the other one is depressing as fuck. <laughs> um, let's, go out, let's go out on a good note, so we'll play the, the super upbeat one um, when I close out the show. Perfect, let's do it. This one um is clearly about my personal struggles with with my health issues and just the feeling of not being able to trust my own body um this one was composed as a very cathartic moment in a very dark and heavy place and it is called my body is failing me all right so here is my Body is Failing Me by Electromancy off their new album, Technopagan.
And that was My Body Is Failing Me by Electromancy off their new album, Technopagan. Let's bring them back. Woo! Fuck! My, I, I think I f- still feel that double bass at the end there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one kicks. Yeah, the double bass. Right. That that's the last song on the album. I, I know when I was I had all the tracks and I was putting it together, I was showing it to some friends of mine and you know, I I didn't I didn't want to put this one at the end at first. I kinda of wanted to put the, the the next one we're gonna play glass hole at the end just because I you, despite all these these hard things, I'm generally an optimistic person. And so I, I was very like Oh, I should do like the fun, lighthearted one at the end. And everyone was just like, this is the theme of the album. Like, this is like what you came here to express. And the song just like really, really conveys it. And I was like, you know what? That's right. Like, yeah, there is. I am a, a fun, loving, happy person overall. But that is uh, like, I mean, I just couldn't deny it. That came out for a reason. And that, you know, I a lot of this album is this this ground for me to express the difficulties but also like the nuances and kind of emotional and spiritual experiences of this and so yeah so ended up deciding that that in fact was as heavy as it is the the way it made sense to round out kind of techno pagan as the as the album so with everything that we've talked about i i do have a curious question yeah. If a three-piece band came to you and said, hey, we're a death metal band. We don't have a, a, a lead singer or anyone that can write lyrics. You know, we love what you do. We can play all those songs. We can do this. We can do that. Let's let's take Electromancy to the next level and do it with live humans. Would you? Or is this your thing and this is not something you're going to give up? Well, it's kind of funny because if they told me that they could play all of these songs on physical instruments, I would say bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Um, I would too. Well, because, because, I mean, it's like these robots, they, they definitely can't do everything a human can do. And humans definitely can't do everything the robots can do. Just some of these compositions are so technically complex and rhythmically idiosyncratic. I mean, there are points where there are different strings on the guitars playing in different time signatures than each other. And so, I mean, if you bring me to a guitarist who says that they can play different time signatures on their different fingers on the same guitar while playing at breakneck speeds, like, I, I mean, that just sounds like nonsense to me, but I, 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 hear, your, I, I hear your question. Um, and my, my answer to that would be, let's let's totally collab on a new project or like a mixed project like i i love these robots these robots when i'm playing with them it feels like i'm playing live it feels like they're my instruments and they're an extension of myself and you know if somebody came up to another musician they're like hey how about we play your songs and that's how we do it from this point on it's like uh no i'm a musician like i'm a musician i'm here I'm here to play music and although yeah. this is, you know, not a conventional approach, this is like, they really do feel like both, I mean, they do feel like an assistive technology. They do really, you know, they, they allow me to do things I can't otherwise. And they feel like, you know, they're full instrumentation in themselves. And so I, 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 if that was the deal, it was like either, you know, this is electromancy now and you throw out the robots or not, I would say no, no. way in hell. Um, but I do love collaborating with musicians. So if some people are like, hey, you want to take those robots and do something together with us? I would say, hell yes. That sounds like a blast. I love hanging out with cool people. Let's make something something together. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured you would say. And I was just, I was just curious. Um, <laughs> yeah, because sure. the thing about it is this is, in my opinion, I don't want to say this to sound negative toward what I'm about to say. So if it doesn't come out right, don't at me, don't hate me, you know, don't send me emails or DMs because this is not what I'm saying, but it's the only way I can say it. So just sh- shut the hell up and let me talk. <laughs> not you, 
them because them yeah. they're them are them love to critique and criticize everything i say um in my opinion this is kind of like what edm should have been you know what i'm saying like let's go ahead and program music using actual instruments versus let's instead of let's let's program music into a computer and then let that computer you know make a digital sound you know what i'm saying like that's how i feel it, it should have been um while i get why they do what they do and it's you know that's their thing and now they, they don't have to worry about this they have everything on that you know in their computer or on their their drives or whatever and they can mix and da -da -da -da. completely different but at the same time like the whole electric music thing i feel should have started here a while back and from everything that I've looked at, and I couldn't, might not have looked in all the right places, but nobody else is doing anything like this. And it's 2022, and it's just now kind of happening. And that's why I said this is something that Electro, you know, EDM should have been because at the time of people developing, you know, what EDM was or even dubstep or whatever else, nobody said, let's go ahead and program real instruments. That's what I'm saying here. And I think that's quite amazing that it's now only, and now it's now 2022 and we're just now hearing about this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear that. And that makes a lot of sense. I relate to a lot of what you're saying and that I've always loved the rawness of like real instruments. Correct. Like I can always tell when something is digitally produced and I almost never liked it. Um, or I always like even even so many even metal bands who just digitize their tones and drums and everything to such a degree I can I can tell and it just loses the the emotional edge and so it's really funny that even though my music is played by robots so many people have commented on how emotive the music is and you know part of it is the compositions of course and part of it is that you just get that like emotive depth of texture and experience in when when you have like real instruments being played i mean we can we can hear that and it makes sense that you know to some degree there have historically been like an occasional robot instrument. I mean, even back in the Westerns, they had player pianos, which you could think about are kind yeah. of like really old school robots, which is so just amazing that people back then could put something like that together. But as far as like to the degree of what I'm doing, because yeah, yeah. Like, I'm definitely, I'm not, as far as I understand, I'm not the only person, but I'm one of the only people doing this. Like it's very limited. One of the people who really, uh, who I found and was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Um, was there actually is one EDM artist called, uh, his name's Morty Simon Geist, and he uh, does EDM with robots. And when I saw his stuff, I, I, I happened to just stumble across his work online right when my health issues were starting. And I saw him making these robots and doing EDM. And like, it was just this moment where like, I was just like, that's what I need to be doing. Like it couldn't have come at a more perfect time like this is absolutely where the direction needs to go and also from like a techn technology standpoint um you know I, I am surprised that it isn't been around now but at the same time actually just the world of electronics has just within the last 10 years become really has had huge leaps forward in accessibility to the home hacker so to speak yeah like so much of technology before that has been just like really set up for corporations like unless you're making you know ten thousand printed circuit boards like you're like that's like the minimum order quantity or something for like for a lot of things and just within the last 10 years have you seen manufacturers who will manufacture 10 circuit boards for you or something and then for you to make and do you have cool technologies like Arduino and things like that, which are, which simplify things enough that you don't need an engineering degree to know what's going on. You can, and with YouTube, like you said, like you, you brought it before, like 
we've got YouTube tutorials and you can buy online, get started with electronics kits um, in a way that you never, you never could before. And so, you know, I'm, I think what I built is really cool and definitely was not easy to make. And I would far from call myself some like electronic genius mastermind. I'm just like some goofball who happened to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, threw to threw together some robots. So yeah, it's just in a lot of ways from like the big scope of, you know, where technology is today to the smaller scope of like, when my health issue started and the things I happened to come across on the internet, it just kind of, for me, was like a perfect storm that set my future into place. It's just feels building these robots and making the music I did just feels so true to myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, touring and playing live on stage, is that something you've done yet? Um, um, and is it something you're planning on doing? And if so, how the hell is that going to work? Yeah. So I have done live shows before. Okay. Um, I have not toured yet. Um, all the live shows I've played have been in the San Francisco Bay area where I've been living for the past better part of a decade. Um, and so that's been amazing, like playing live shows with these robots, I haven't played that many yet because the pandemic is really the reason why I haven't yeah. played that many yet. But the, I mean, just my first show of like having the robots on stage and I kind of did this, I, I was lucky enough to be in this like little, I did it at um, a co-op that a bunch of my friends lived at and it's a co-op and it's a venue space. So it was like very like this like hacker DIY, like they had a literal stage in their space. So they like do events, but, and they even had a curtain. So it was really fun. I like had the curtain drawn so that people coming in all the, the opening acts kind of played in front of the curtain. Um, but like when we did sound tests, there was just like, I like walk behind the curtain and then you heard like three instruments playing for a second. And then I like turned it off and walked back out and they're like, and it was just really fun because a lot of people hadn't seen the robots yet. They're like, what's going on? What's it going to be? And it was really fun, like turning it on and opening the curtains and then playing and doing a live show and feeling like I was, you know, a musician on stage as I was playing all my robots. And it was just such an amazing experience. And I can't, can't, can't wait to do more. I, I, I designed uh, all of these things with, to some degree, travel in mind. So if I have the help of, one or two friends, we can go from breakdown to everything together in, in about 20 minutes so far and could probably tighten that up. So realistic timing for, I think, like actual playing a show. Yeah, that's normal. Stuff yeah, like that. it, 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 it's doable. It's doable. I mean, it's a little tight and I definitely need the help only like primarily because my body, I just physically can't do like I can't pick all that stuff up and and move it that much, and so that's that's the real tough thing. Um, and, and for tours, I love would love to do tours, and I very much intend to. And the the main thing that's held me back so far is just is just the state of my health. I mean, I have friends who are like, I want to go on tour with you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's set stuff up. One of my friends like is kind of a hacker genius, and he and he's uh and they uh they're like yeah we'll, we'll even have a signal system where if something breaks like you know do do a hand motion and i'll come back and like fix it in real time or something but um but yeah the main thing that's that's holding me back is just the health i mean I, it's not even for the most physically fit person touring is known to be tough on the body um it's just it's an exhausting thing. And with the kind of fragile state of my health now, I'm really worried about what a, a tour would do to me and what, what it would do for that. And so I'm really, that's understandable. I have the next two months really, really booked out to try to get to the next level of healing, thinking I'll heal this three year long disease in the next two months, I think is unrealistic, but getting, getting to a next level and really, that's a big motivator with me for my health. I mean, amongst, there's so many motivators for one's health, right? And and one like, you know, dream that helps 
helps me really inspire me to push it forward is is touring knowing that you know we the tech is ready the the out the i've got music out people like it the robots are sick as hell and they've played live and have held up like it's i mean it's it's kind of wild that the the yeah the robots are can hold themselves together a lot more than i can and so uh just need to work on my health and then hopefully you'll see me in your hometown in months to months to a year or two that's that's fucking amazing um you are definitely an inspiration. Um, your story is phenomenal. The um, the drive and the will that you have to succeed is out of this world. Um, you know, so many people are going to listen to this and just be like, damn, you know, who cares if, if I have this issue? I can try. Um, and it's not about trying to play music. It's about trying to do whatever you want. Um, you know, it's, it's if... If they can do this, you can do this. And it's it's that simple. Um, nothing is ever out of bounds. Um, like Dr. Emmett Brown always used to say, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Um, good old Back to the Future quote. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where if you, can, if you can dream it, you can do it. And you are living proof of that. Thanks. I mean, it's, yeah, it's... Limitations are real, especially when you have health issues. So I think I think what you said is largely true. And I also want to just, you know, shout out to all the people who are dealing with health stuff then, you know, or disability and, you know, be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself and love yourself where you're at. Like there is, you know, a lot of narratives in our world, which are, if you can't, if you didn't achieve something, it's just because you didn't work hard enough. And I, I don't think that's true. And I don't think you should beat yourself up about that. And if anything, weirdly, I've tried less hard on this project than I have on many things in my life. And I think that's part of the reason for its success in a strange way, because I stopped trying to do things and I just started doing what felt real and natural and important to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of more of a like follow your heart than your mind sort of thing. Um, and so patience and, you know, doing what's true to you. And, you know, if you try and you if can't build the robot band that you want to make, like you're no less awesome exactly where you are. Exactly. So remember that as well. These are two boat truths, another paradox in this crazy world we live in. Um, so hold them both dearly. Do crazy shit and love yourself no matter if it takes off or crashes and burns. It was awesome either way. Exactly. I could not agree more. I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to me and um, promote this music and promote your your story. And um, it's, again, it's inspirational. It's badass music. I cannot wait to hear the third song and just go out on a bang. But... Um, everybody go to theblackrosemedia.com. All of the socials and links are available for Electromancy there. Um, go and follow them. Go and, you know, download them. Go and, you know, stream them. Do whatever you got to do. And then uh, as soon as you hear some, uh, in, you know, opportunities for, you know, concerts, make sure you go check them out. Thanks so much, everyone. All right, man. You have a great day, and uh, we will talk again soon. Sounds good. All right. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. All right. And that was Electromancy. Holy shit. What a great, great, great conversation. An inspirational conversation. An inspirational person. Just phenomenal. Ah, what a great Tuesday. What a great day. All right, so we are going to go ahead and go out with one more song by Electromancy called Glass Hole. Again, check out Electromancy everywhere music is found. Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, the whole nine yards. Go and check it out. Electromancy is available everywhere. You can find your music and available, like I said, all the socials and everything like that will be available at theblackrosemedia.com. Eh. 
theblackrosemedia.com. That's theblackrosemedia.com for the whole episode of this. If you missed any here on Rock Rage Radio, or if you just want to go ahead and get the the links to Electromancy, they're all available there at theblackrosemedia.com. So let's close out another Tuesday edition of The Dark Side of Music. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back again tomorrow. But until then, here is Glasshole by Electromancy. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.